is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Welcome to Monday. Wow, the Washington Post has come out with some really good advice. Uh, The president has very little power to control inflation or gas prices. So they're afraid that people are going to go and vote with their wallet instead of their head. And they've got some serious warnings about the Republicans that I think you need to hear. And we're going to start there in 60 seconds. Welcome to the fundamental transformation of America. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Tuttle Twins books. The things that we are fighting for every day to preserve, the things that we are are standing up for, we have to we have to fight in smarter ways. We we can't just be against things. What is it that we're truly for? If you're a conservative, that means to conserve the best things. Get rid of the stuff that's not working and conserve the best things. You know, like our freedom. So what is freedom? What does all of this mean? What does our constitution mean? How was it put together? It's not going to we're not going to preserve anything if we don't pass on the meaning of everything we're trying to preserve and show our kids how they work. The Tuttle Twins has a great book series. I want you to have the I think this series should be uh, in everybody's home. In fact, right behind me, if you happen to be watching on the blaze, you can see many of the books in their series and they start with, you know, toddlers and they go all up through um, young adults and they are a great series of books. Please look into them today at Tuttle Twins. They're having a great sale. It's a 35% discount off their books. Plus, they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. Big discount, 35%, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So here we are. Here we are with the Washington Post. And they have a new, very important piece out today that says... Here's what voters will get if you cast your ballot based on a gas price. Okay. Americans are mad about inflation. They're especially outraged that the gasoline average now is $5 a gallon nationwide. And history suggests that they may act on that furor by voting the bums out. But voters should think carefully about what they'll get if they cast their ballot based on the gas price. Have you ever ever heard this ever before the unexpected inflation tends to cause voters to punish incumbents at the polls yeah exactly like it's supposed to the cost of gasoline looms especially large in the public consciousness it also weighs heavily on presidential approval ratings But the president doesn't have some super secret special dial on his desk that can adjust gas prices but many voters believe otherwise. Well, let me just let me just give you a rundown of the history on this, because it seems ironic coming from the press. Um, 1996, the press reported not Clinton's fault. It's capitalism and Newt Gingrich's fault. Then 2000 Bush blames Clinton, but it's really Bush's fault. This is typical of an administration that refuses to accept responsibility. 
Here's another one from CNN 2001. It's Bush's fault. Then 2004. It's all Bush's fault. Then 2008. It's Bush's and Cheney's fault. Then CNN 2012. Stop blaming Obama. It's not his fault. Then in 2012. Sure, gas prices are high, but it's not as bad as you think. CNN 2012. America, quit whining about high gas prices. 2018. It's Trump's fault. 2020. Now it's Trump's fault. Low oil prices are causing oil company bankruptcies. Then CNN 2021. Biden can't do anything about it. It's not his fault. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So back to the Washington Post, Republicans hope this widespread confusion will turn the midterms into a referendum on painful economic conditions and, by extension, Democratic leadership. They're counting on voters to protect their hopes and dreams, including their wildest fantasies about cheaper gas. I don't know about you, but I'm not thinking of, uh, you know, the people behind the counter at the gas station all dressed up in something lacy and revealing. It's not exactly a fantasy for me. You know, gas prices being low. No, we had that just a year and a half ago. I don't know if anybody else noticed, but when Trump was in, we were for the first time in my lifetime, energy independent. We didn't have to worry about Saudi Arabia or anybody else because we were independent and had cheap gas for the first time in my life. And who got that done? Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, but wait a minute. He doesn't have any levers to do that, does he? Hmm. There are relatively few tools, says the Washington Post, that the president and Congress can deploy to help boost oil production. What? Here's, here's an idea. End ESG. End the administration's war on oil. Here's another idea. You really want to get rid of oil? Fine, get rid of oil. But how about we take a quick break? How about we just break for a minute, slow this down until we have the uh, other things that are going to replace oil? Um, They also can't control or moderate overall inflation. Isn't that what the Federal Reserve's job is? That, that is? that is their only job. I know they've taken on so much more. That is their job. Their job is to keep inflation under control. Well, the things that they do have probably won't make a huge dent in price growth, but they could help a little on the margin. Unfortunately, these are not the things that either party is proposing right now. Democrats are grandstanding about greed and considering silly stuff such as export bans and price controls. Meanwhile, by the way, those price controls won't seem silly when they happen. Republicans demagogue about President Biden's uh, supposed war on fossil fuels and socialism. His supposed war on fossil fuels? That's what he campaigned on. Washington Post says neither party has a serious plan for dealing with inflation overall or gas prices specifically. You know what? We don't need the Republican Party. We all you need to do is just listen to the people. Are we a republic? Do we have representatives of the people? Because I can tell you most of the people in America would say, you know what? Let's start producing some more of our oil. 
You know, most of America would say, I want to go green if we can. That's great. But let's not sacrifice ourselves on the God of global warming. I'd like the country to continue. I'd like my children to be able to eat. Oh, and inflation. Here's an idea. Stop spending money. You don't have it. No one's borrowing it. Nobody's giving us the money anymore. We're borrowing it from the Fed, meaning we're just printing more. Assuming that Russia's war in Ukraine continues to disrupt every energy market, that is such bullcrap, I can't take it. Then voters realistically face a choice between high gas prices and the rest of the Democratic agenda. Or high gas prices and the rest of the Republican agenda. So what it's worth Let's consider what the rest of the agenda is for each party. Biden and fellow Democrats once promised a cradle-to-grave expansion of the safety net, plus measures intended to combat climate change. Love or hate this program, I very much like it, but it's no longer terribly relevant to the choices the voters face this November. Yes, it is. Climate change. That's what's causing all of this. This and the hostile takeover of the free market through something called the Great Reset. But Democratic infighting has considerably scaled back their ambitions, giving constraints laid out by Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, who wield critical votes for getting anything done. Democrats have, have at best have a shot at more modest packages, focused on climate, prescription drugs, and maybe some tax increases on high earners and corporations. But what do the Republicans stand for? Their national leaders won't say. Yeah, I know. Shh, keep it secret. You know why? Because our national leaders agree with a lot of the stuff that is going on with the Democratic Party. They don't represent the people. Anyway, even when asked directly, they keep it secret. Their state-level rising stars are mostly focused on fighting with Mickey Mouse and drag queens. Really? Are we? Is that how you, is that how you put it? When our, when our parents are called terrorists for saying, hey, I don't want this Marxist and sex stuff in school. You dismiss it by saying we're fighting with Mickey Mouse and drag queens. But if you look at GOP actions taken over the past several years, including when they had unified control of the federal government, you get a sense of what Republicans are likely to prioritize. Republicans mostly seem to care about tax cuts for the wealthy and corporations. Don't even start with corporations. Do you think the corporations are the friend of anyone who is on the right Anyone who doesn't believe in all of this progressive bullcrap? I mean, check the ad campaigns. But if you look at the GOP actions, they just want to find ways to repeal Obamacare or otherwise reduce access to health care. <laughs> For example, by slashing Medicaid. I know as somebody who has voted uh, Republican, and I myself am not a Republican because I don't want to be tainted with the... With the, with the smell of all of the death. But I am all for cutting back on hospitals. I say we close hospitals in poor areas, you know? Let's just close them down. Kids, medicine, 
please. Not if they're defective. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds like a progressive agenda. They only care about installing judges who will roll back reproductive rights. They Listen to this. They care about supporting a president who has used the powers of the state to further his own political and financial interests. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let me give you a couple quick stories here. Just a I just let me just point them out real quick here. Uh, story number one headline. Buddha judge says the Fed, the feds have power to force airlines to hire more workers amid travel delays. Let me see here. I remember the Republic or the Democrats were very upset at Ronald Reagan because he forced union workers to go back into work so we could keep the skies open because none of them would work the control towers. So they had a real problem with that. Buttigieg is saying he can tell the airlines, you don't have enough workers. Hire them. Where in the Constitution can you find that? That's fascism. Oh, here's the other. Um, This one from the Washington Examiner, Biden's bid to expand Obamacare. The Biden administration is unlawfully trying to expand Obamacare. The Internal Revenue Service has published a proposed regulation that would make an additional 5 million people eligible for premium subsidies. The IRS proposal is unlawful, but the administration will do it anyway. Here's the background. Obamacare statute created premium subsidies for people who buy insurance through exchanges. Congress restricted those subsidies to people with low and moderate incomes or had no other source of health insurance. In addition to Medicare and Medicaid recipients, 155 million Americans with job-based coverage are prohibited from claiming the credits. The law carved out one exception. If a company plan requires a full-time employee to contribute more than 9.5% of household income for self-only coverage, then the worker and his or her family members are eligible for the subsidies. So this has gone back and forth with Congress, and they won't do it because it will add 45 five billion dollars to the deficit just in the next 10 years it's called the family glitch Um, the urban institute estimates the regulation would reduce the number of uninsured by around 190,000 because why at an average cost of 4.5 billion dollars taxpayers are going to pay 23,684 per newly insured person each year, which is kind of not so good. So it would never pass Congress. And so now the IRS is going to do it, even though they know it's illegal. So what was it they care about supporting a president who's used the powers of the state to further his own political and financial interests? Financial interests is Jenna, please. They care about supporting a president whose few purported diplomatic achievements, few, few, the world was headed towards peace. The Middle East was having peace like I've never seen in my lifetime. In retrospect, they largely look like an excuse to meet potential investors who might fund Trump aids new private equity invent. Are you kidding me? 
this guy who's schlepping his son with him everywhere he goes. And you're blaming this on Trump. They care about defending at all costs a president who cheered on the mob seeking to hang his own vice president. Speaking of mobs, um, how about the people who are threatening to kill our Supreme Court justices? Because that kind of sounds like the same thing to me. And what is the White House saying? Nothing. What are the Democrats doing? Reluctantly voting to give the Supreme Court justices and their family security. And then they have this one. And then they care about undermining the integrity of our election system and overturning the will of the voters if and when tallies don't go their own way. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to start vomiting blood. I I don't I mean holy cow. Election deniers are already laying the groundwork to overturn the will of the voters in the future through legal and administrative changes at the state and federal levels. They're only changing it back to what it was, the special exemption for COVID. Oh, I I mean, how do they even, how do they sleep at night? How do they sleep at night? Well, I, I guess if it's in the winter, they probably sleep well because it's very, very warm in hell. Back in just a second with more standby. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Hear all the time from people who write in on this program. I hear stories of people who lost their ability to do something. Going up and down the stairs, working out, um, you know, or going working in the garden. An hour ago, a lady uh, who was um, hit as a pedestrian, she had all kinds of problems. She could just barely walk. She's now taking uh, Relief Factor. She says, I'm out of pain. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. Please. It's a dollar a day for the trial pack, three-week quick start, 1995. Please, I take it three times a day, and my pain is minimal. It is most of the times I'm complete. I'm normal. Most of the times you're, you're out of pain, and then once in a while you have a bad day. That's the way it should be, and that's what Relief Factor does for me and hundreds of thousands of other people. ReliefFactor.com. Just try it, please. Go to ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, my gosh. Forty years ago, the political backlash, says the Washington Post, against inflation helped elect Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. Boy, we remember how bad those days were, huh? My colleague E.J. Dion recently observed inflation today could empower a far more radical and sinister force. No, not more sinister than Mitt Romney was in the form of politicians actively seeking to undermine democracy. Shut up. I get that voters are angry about gas prices and frustrated by some Democrats recent policy choices. As readers of this column might have noticed, I'm frustrated, too. But that's mostly because I fear the much, much worse policy choices looming ahead if the Democrats don't get their act together and effectively cede to the agenda of the Republicans. 
Well, I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. Wow. Wow. That is powerful. Thank you, Washington Post. By the way, um, you know, the, the few accomplishments globally, um, you know, Ukraine wasn't out of control and, and neither was uh, Russia. And it seems as though the only one that was really doing anything with Russia was the Clintons. Uh, but the uh, NATO alliance would like people to know, they came out yesterday, that this war in Ukraine could last years and they begged Western nations, i.e. the United States, to continue to provide military and humanitarian assistance. Just keep that money coming, please. It's going to last years, but it'll be worth it. Oh, my. Okay, so how can you save some money? Uh, first of all, how are your blinds or your shutters or drapes at your house? Um, a, are they effective? Are they keeping the temperature in your house down? You can save so much money just on air conditioning costs just by making sure the heat stays out and the cool stays in and you're not having that sun beat down into your house all the time. Blinds.com now has another way for you to save on top of that, and that is 40% off everything at blinds.com. Blinds.com. They are the design experts. They are the installation experts. They will find the right people to help you. They are the the best place. In fact, the number one uh, place to buy uh, blind shades, shutters, and drapes online. They lead everyone. They lead in the world, and they lead for a reason. They're the best. They're quick. They're effective, and they're inexpensive. Save money now. Go to blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We just can we have a chat here for a second on something I think we we really need to think about. Um, if you were born in the in the two thousands, you're one of the people I want to commend right now for your resilience. You have grown up in a time of war. You've never seen our country not at war. Your parents and teachers probably taught you about 9-11, while at the same time, uh, you no doubt heard the battle damage assessment numbers and those killed in action reports on the evening news and conversations on the dinner table and from your teachers. Afghanistan then turned into Iraq, then back to Afghanistan, then back to Iraq. Rinse, repeat for 20 years. You were probably in elementary school or junior high when faith and trust on a systematic level began to rapidly dissolve. The financial system crashed in 2008. And do we even know? Yeah, I mean, we do, but officially, who is to blame on that one? Can you even trust the bank? Is the Fed and the government for us or against us in that? Could you lose your home? 
Were your mom and dad fighting all the time because of the stress of what happened in 2008? We asked all of these questions. And in the aftermath, the mass protests, the Occupy Wall Street that you probably don't remember. Everybody decided, I guess it's the fault of those giant corporations. It was yet more doubt thrown onto institutions we at least have some faith and trust in. Because they would, at one point, do the right thing or be held responsible if they didn't. You've seen your church come under attack, your faith. Suddenly, the religious values that you, know, you may have grown up with, listened to in Sunday school, are now being called bigoted. You've witnessed race, race riots, cops, firefighters being demonized, local businesses burned to the ground. People may have been killed in your hometowns. Politicians and media appeared to drink it all in like a cold beer on a hot day. You've been brought up in an era where, where war was declared on American faith, hope, trust, pride, history, I don't even think you probably even know our history. And yet, here you are, right now, listening to this program. Good for you. Good for you. For people my age, it is really, I I can't imagine being your age. I can't imagine it. I grew up in in a completely different America. makes me sad you'll never know summer like we did that you'll never most likely you have not participated in a baseball game or a football game that wasn't organized or a soccer game that adults weren't telling you when and where to play you probably have never just gone out with your friends and just started a game in in some abandoned field or some park just to play for yourself and you make up the rules and you decide what's right and wrong. You solve the arguments. Times were different. Less people locked their doors. That's what I like about the place I live up in Idaho. It's much more like it was when I was growing up. It's just simpler, quieter. You know your neighbors. Everybody waves to each other as they pass each other in the cars. You can rely on one another. Parades were more common. And no one expected an anti-American rioter to come in and spoil the day. We loved our country, although we didn't think our country was flawless. If you joined the military, it was called joining the service because that's how it was viewed. It was service. Now it seems like nobody sends their kids to service if they're rich. It's a way to get out of poverty. It's a way to get a free education. It's not about service. By and large, opinions were debated. Today, opinions are used as an excuse for violence. You know, we could see Marxist and Milton Friedman or Thomas Sowell on television debating Marxists at universities or on Oprah. And it was done 
where everybody walked away in the end and shook each other's hand and said, I respect you. I disagree, but I really respect you. That doesn't happen. It's certainly probably not happened in your schools. If you grew up in the 2000s, man, everything has gone sideways rapidly. Who was running the country during the 2008 financial crisis, the recovery, Occupy Wall Street, the beginning of Black Lives Matter? No one calls it out, but it was Barack Obama. Everything began to spiral out of control, and the America that we used to know became unrecognizable. Now, it's not his fault, all of it at least. He, ex- he um, put the pedal down, uh, and... He accelerated things, but this has been in the plans for a long time. And America wanted hope and change. We wanted change. I wanted change. All of us wanted change from what was happening, you know, with uh, the Bush administration. The government was seemingly getting too big. Nobody was being held responsible. We wanted transparency. That's what we meant by change. But that's not what we got. And We know that because Michelle Obama talked about it on May 14th, 2008. She was immediately pulled from the campaign trail after this speech. But I want you to hear it one more time. And Barack knows that we are going to have to Michelle Obama in Puerto Rico. We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Uh, and he is the man to do so, it. So in America, in America, we used to agree on the future. We saw certain things as self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. And I know that might sound like hogwash to you, but it's a mission statement. It's not something that we did. It's something that we were trying to strive for. And as you will learn as you grow older, you make a ton of mistakes in life. And a country does as well. And the idea is to learn from those mistakes. But you have to have history. And you have to know what really happened to be able to correct those mistakes. Otherwise, you're going to make them over and over and over again. And I fear we're doing a lot of that. But let me take this line by line if I can, or at least as much as I can today. She just said, we're going to have to make sacrifices. Have we made sacrifices? Well, we've made sacrifices of our time. I can't imagine. I I mean, I just can't get over how much time we spend arguing about stupid stuff right now. How much time we have spent in politics, politics, especially national politics. It shouldn't be really hardly even on our radar. It should all be local politics, but we don't pay attention to that. So many people, maybe your parents have sacrificed their dreams and their job. Small businesses, they sacrificed because of COVID. Home Depot could stay open, but not the locally owned Ace Hardware store. We've, we've sacrificed our liberties in exchange for the collective. We have, we have made a sacrifice of our honor in Afghanistan We've sacrificed our place in the world, our credibility, our credibility, really, with our own allies, we have sacrificed. And we are certainly sacrificing right now our relationship with anyone who holds the dollar as a reserve currency. 
In many ways, we've sacrificed you, the 20-something in the last 15 or 20 years, to some sort of social experiment, not only with, you know, drag queen story hour and everything else that we have no idea other than history. We have no idea of how that's going to turn out, what, what kind of mark these things will leave, good or bad. We don't know. Never been done before. But we've also socially experimented on you with, with technology. We've sacrificed our safety on the streets from mobs, BLM, Antifa, January 6th, the shootings every day in Chicago nobody seems to care about. We've sacrificed our way of life. We've sacrificed our medicines and so many things. And this didn't start with Obama. It started with the globalist, the idea that, you know, um, trade is is unlimited and we can just be consumers and not makers. Now, that just seems wrong intuitively. But when we start to hit shortages like medicine, we really see how stupid it is. But we have sacrificed our common sense because are we doing anything about these things we've sacrificed our doctors we were told we could keep our doctors but we many of us lost our doctors we've lost the scientific method we have lost and sacrificed debate and critical thinking and and the search for evidence We have sacrificed an awful lot. And it's all called the new normal. All those things that we've sacrificed. We're now sacrificing. We're going to sacrifice millions of people that will most likely starve to death in the next two years. Why? For political reasons. That's really all it is. We're going to sacrifice people's lives and we are going to forever change the lives of people here in America. And it's just going to be called the new normal. Michelle then went on to say, you know, we're going to have to change our conversation. <laughs> I didn't know what she meant was change the rules of conversations. Basically, you can't have a conversation. Any kind of spoken or written word now has to go through the woke filter. It's where we lose and sacrifice many of our freedoms and liberties. You want to make a public statement about a Snickers bar, you better craft it in a way that checks off all the intersectional feminist and LGBT boxes. You, because you're in your 20s, may not understand how important freedom of thought and real diversity is. That's the diversity of thought. You cannot make progress without benchmarks that can be measured, which is the scientific method. And you'll never make progress unless people are comfortable to say, that's a stupid idea. Well, I disagree with you on that. And you have it out. And most times you'll find that both sides have a point. Not all the time. But many times, and just by arguing, you're like, oh, my gosh, I see why you're thinking that. Oh, I understand you now. It's still wrong, but at least I understand. Let me explain it this way. We can't talk like that anymore. Telling the truth is now a dangerous taboo. 
George Orwell once wrote, during times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. And that's where we are. The church, her teachings, the sacraments, now been labeled bigoted. Our deep religious founding as a country that proclaiming one's faith, whatever faith that is, or no faith at all. How, how we got to a place to now where that's a revolutionary act. I'm going to finish what Michelle Obama talked about on tomorrow's program. But the fundamental transformation that she spoke about is here. More in a minute. Sponsor of this half hour is MyPillow. You know, Mike Lindell, the, um, the guy everybody calls the MyPillow guy, he gave me my very own MyPillow to try out. And I've told the story before. I didn't like it. Uh, and so when he came in the office, he was like, so how do you like my pillow? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. You have the small one. And I'm like, I don't know which one I have, but I don't like it. And he said, let me get you the other size. I got the other size and I love it. I love it. I sleep with it every night, whether I'm at home or I'm, I'm traveling or I'm here at the ranch. I have my pillow with me for a limited time. Mike is offering a flash sale on my pillows with prices as low as 1988 with the promo code back. Cancel culture hates him. You don't have to love him, but you will love my pillow. It's an amazing set of products that you'll find at mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and you're going to find not only an amazing offer on the pillow right now, which is buy one, get one free. Um, but also rotating get discounts on the other 150 plus MyPillow products from the dream sheets to the mattress topper slippers and everything else. It's MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code Beck or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, promo code Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. On tomorrow's program, uh, we have more on the uh, the bullet issue. It looks like the uh, White House is now telling Winchester if they want to keep their federal contract, uh, they're going to need to stop making two two three and five five six uh, ammo for consumers. That's a third, one third of the ammo, um, and the White House is denying it now. Uh, however, I absolutely believe it. And um, I will tell you that the question should be if they're not doing it, if the Biden administration is consistent in what they're promising people, why aren't they doing it? It only makes sense if they were doing it, if you believed what they believe. Uh, more on that on tomorrow's program. An update on the weather and useless people from the world economic forum next this is the glenn back program